Hey now, welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. My name is Dave Lorenzo, and today we're talking about what happens when you get into an accident. Yeah, I know you don't want to think about this, but there is something you need to think about from the standpoint of how, look, I, I, I want to make sure everyone who's listening, who's watching, understands that the only thing that keeps insurance companies honest, the only thing that keeps doctors honest, the only thing that keeps consumer product companies honest are people like my guest today. You see, if there were no lawyers out there who were pushing these folks to adhere to safety standards, if lawyers didn't exist, these companies, some of these people, small percentage as it may be, would throw caution to the wind, max out their profits and do whatever they wanted to do. And you wouldn't be as safe as you are now. That's the way I look at what Ken Levinson does. He makes the road safer for you. He keeps insurance companies accountable so that when people have catastrophic events, they actually pay out what they're supposed to pay out. And he makes sure the world is a little bit better and people follow the rules that they're supposed to follow. I want you to sit back and relax and listen to how somebody like Ken Levinson makes things safer for us, make sure people do what they're supposed to do. So join me in welcoming Ken to the inside. BS show. All right, Ken. So people may be able to tell that I love personal injury lawyers from that introduction. Explain to folks what you do, because you're you're not just the average personal injury lawyer. You have a specific focus. Talk about what you do. Welcome to the show, first of all, and talk about what you do and why you do it. Well, first, Dave, thank you so much for having me on. I'm a huge fan of you and your podcast and uh, love the information you just uh you share with business owners, lawyers, non-lawyers. Thank you for having me on. I sure uh, appreciate it's a it. pleasure. It's it's great to have you. So, how did you how did you pick this area of the law? And, and talk about how you focus on the area that you focus on. Why you do that? Well, I knew I always wanted to be a courtroom lawyer, a trial attorney. Uh, so, to get experience right away, just out of law school, I worked for the attorney general's office, and they get you in court immediately doing. Uh, trials, depositions, motions, arguing right away. So after I got some experience, went into private practice at a general personal injury firm and really fell in love with the practice and more importantly, my clients. I just got a real joy and satisfaction of putting things right for a family that was a true victim, a survivor of a crash. Uh, and it just really love what we do and been doing it ever since it's been about 30 years. Okay. So in the, in the intro, I said, and I, I, I believe this and I want you to give us examples. I said that there are, there are really, there's three groups of people that, you know, your people in your profession help keep honest. And the first is the insurance company. What folks don't realize is that insurance companies are for-profit businesses and, you know, those big insurance companies aren't built on the backs of claims that they pay out, right? So you're, you're, you exist, your profession exists to make sure insurance companies do what they're supposed to do. 
explain how the personal injury case process works and why you can do this on behalf of families or individuals who are who are hurt and you don't take a penny from them. Explain how that works. Sure, Dave. So what happens is a uh, uh, family's in a horrible crash. They're not sure what to do. Uh, occasionally they wait, delay, and they're just bewildered. They, they're maybe dealing with medical bills, surgeries, maybe even the loss of a loved one. The last thing on their mind is that the responsible insurance company for, let's say, a trucking corporation that rear ends and, and seriously hurts or kills a family. The last thing my clients think is they won't do the right thing and step up and, and, and pay what's fair, pay the medical bills, pay lost time from work. But inevitably, we get a call. Yeah, this insurance company, they told us on the phone they would take care of us, and now they've offered us pennies on the dollar. Meanwhile, uh, the insurance company is doing everything possible to pay out zero or very little. So we always tell clients, hire us, hire someone else, get someone that represents your interest, your family's interest right away. Whether it's tracking down witnesses, tracking down uh, physical evidence, skid marks, um, damage to the highway. And these days, we have more and more cases with actual video footage. The insurance companies out there get it. They're out there talking to witnesses, skewing things their way not to pay. So really, when you get that call from the insurance company saying, we'll take care of everything, we'll make it right, uh, be skeptical. Because as Dave, you, you alluded to, there are four profit corporations. God bless them. Everyone wants to make a living, but their job is not to protect you. You need someone to really advocate and protect your interest if you're in a crash. Unfortunately, uh, that's the case. Otherwise, there'd be no need for lawyers like, like me in this, in, this, uh, in this country. All right. So what, what do we do? So we're, we're, we're in a crash. And I mean, the first thing we do is make sure that we're okay, right? And the people who are with us are okay. What, what should people do? And this is because I found that, you know, from talking to folks who've been in accidents over the years, they, they're they're not they're not think, this is they're not thinking about, hey, you know, I got to make sure I get the names of witnesses. I got to make sure I get the police report number or at least the officer's name and badge number. Give us what we should do if we're in an accident and, you know, uh, we're, we're physically OK. What's what's what should we do? The most important thing is make sure you're, you have the proper medical care. Take care of uh, yourself health-wise. Get proper medical care. Get the right um, specialist. Go to the hospital if you're injured. You hire someone like me to take care of the rest. We'll take that burden off our clients' hands to worry about medical insurance forms, uh, investigating what really occurred, whether it's the video footage we talked about, interviewing witnesses, physical evidence, dealing with the insurance company to find out even little things like how much insurance coverage is there? Is there enough to pay, pay for that hospital stay after your crash? Um, so what we tell clients is you worry about getting better. Get to the best doctors you can. Worry about your family. Uh, sometimes child care issues come into play. There's so much going on. Imagine people are hurt. They're in pain. They can't work. They have maybe a surgery coming up. That's their job. Worry about that with your healthcare professionals. We'll take care of the rest. We'll take care of the legal issues, deal with the insurance company, finding out what happened, 
and getting to the truth of how the crash occurred. Um, and we'll take that burden off you because it's just overwhelming for, for folks who are in crashes. Now, uh, over the years, I've I've talked to people and, you know, they're, they'll be in an accident and they'll their their arm will hurt or their leg will hurt. And they'll try and be they'll try and gut it out and, you know, say, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll go to the doctor later or whatever. Is that is that a mistake? Should they should they get medical care? You know, even if, if even if they think it's just a bump or a bruise, should they get medical care right away if they're in an accident? Our recommendation, we're not doctors, but we say if you're hurt, go see a doctor. Because I'll tell you later on, the insurance company and their team of corporate lawyers will use that against you. They'll say, look, Dave is in this crash. He didn't go to see a doctor for eight days. How he, hurt walked, could he, he walked around for a week. How sick could he have been? How, how hurt could he have been? Yeah. He was, and, and by the way, uh, as you, I'm sure, know, Dave, the reverse is also true. I had a, a truck case that we resolved with a, a federal magistrate a couple of weeks ago, and the defense was my client went for too much treatment. So either way, you can't win. They said, well, look, he went to a doctor, the hospital, then physical therapy, and then injections for conservative treatment. Then he had surgery. Then he got a second opinion about that surgery. And they said, look, he was going to the doctor too much. Well, I'd rather have that because, oh, yeah. Seek medical care. That's the most important thing. So, um, yeah. And what, you know, if you're if you're presenting that case in front of a judge or in front of a jury, you, they, they're going to look at the person who said they got too much medical care and go, the guy was hurt. <laughs> Nobody goes to the doctor for fun. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of a that's kind of a ridiculous argument. Ken, so you, you know, we're talking about we're talking about car crashes here or truck crashes, truck accidents. What is that? That's is that an area of focus for your firm? I don't want to. I want to be careful not to use like expertise or something. I don't want to get us in trouble with the with the state bar um, regulatory folks. But is that is that all you guys do, or is that just an area of focus for you? That's almost all we do. We uh, we started out with more of a general personal injury uh, law firm, mm-hmm. and we really thought, you know what, we're the best for our clients handling the catastrophic truck and auto crash cases. Uh, you might notice, and I know you're, you see a lot of sales uh, folks, a lot of lawyers who advertise and God bless them. But if you look at a lot of personal injury lawyer websites, they will list every known injury to man, woman, and child. Dog bites, product liability, work injury, medical malpractice, flip and falls. And they might be great at everything. We found that when we've really laser focused our practice on getting to know the federal truck regulations, how trucks operate, the insurance subtle issues on uh, trucking coverage and how auto crashes occur and how reconstructionists can figure out what really happened, we're doing the best job we can for our clients. Because ultimately, our job is to do everything possible to help our clients in their cases. And we feel like we're better at focusing in a laser-like way on what we're experienced and what we think we're best at for our clients. Uh, we don't handle everything. So we really, I'd say about 95% of our work is major truck and auto crashes. And how do those, how do those cases come to you? How do, people, how do people find you for, for that type of work? Well, I can tell you, we do not advertise on TV or billboards or side of buses. Uh, we've been uh, able to get almost all of our cases through other 
uh, lawyers who don't do what we do or lawyers who do exactly what we do who are out of state. We resolved a case uh, last week for $2.5 million for a client who was seriously injured uh, in Illinois, but almost near the border of Iowa. And it was referred to us by a East Coast lawyer who heard about us uh, from others in, in that state. Uh, but almost all of our work is from other lawyers and past clients. It's all about relationships, uh, building trust-based relationships, and more importantly, showing that we can do a good job and help our clients. Okay. So I'm going to ask you this question. I want you to take a minute and think about it. Um, what makes a truck case or a, tr- a case that involves a truck different from other cases? And, um, you know, why is it important that you go to somebody who has experience in handling truck cases? So take a minute and think about that. I want to remind folks that we're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. For over 35 years, Sandrowski has been helping people with their complex accounting needs. They work with privately held businesses. They work with families of wealth, and they can help you with everything from, tax planning, family office advisory, dispute advisory, business valuations, litigation support, forensic accounting. If you have a business and you're wondering whether or not your business is worth what you think it's worth, give Sandrowski a call. They can go through your financial information. They can do a comparable analysis to other businesses in your industry, in your area, and they can tell you what your business is really worth. They can also help you plan for an exit strategy for your business when you're ready to retire. I want you to give them a call today. Call 866-717-1607-866-717-1607. Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. They're a CPA firm with a different perspective. We're also brought to you by My Revenue Roadmap Guide. You want a business development plan? I've got one for you. Go to revenueroadmapguide.com, enter your contact info. You can download for free the business development plan I use when I work with my clients. It is a complete guide to developing your professional practice, whether you're an accountant, an architect, a CPA, an engineer, a lawyer, you can use this plan to grow your practice. It focuses on relationships and thought leadership and it will help you. You can customize it for your practice. Go to revenueroadmapguide.com, enter your contact info, download it for free. It's my gift to you for listening and watching. We're speaking with Ken Levinson. He's the founding partner of Levinson and Stephanie. You can reach them at 312-376-3812, 312-376-3812. All right, Ken. So, why is it important to focus on somebody who has experience with truck accidents? What makes them different from all other accidents? Well, first of all, federal regulations, safety regulations apply to truck cases. So there's a lot of regulations, a lot of uh, reasons that you might have a case that you don't think about if you don't know what you don't know. Secondly, there's a lot of subtle insurance issues to get the proper recovery for our clients. And then there's just a lot of truck-specific issues, whether it's conspicuity, where there's lighting issues, where the truck's not properly lit, you can't see the truck, whether it's uh, hours of service, maybe the driver shouldn't have been on the road, he was fatigued. There's a lot of subtle issues that if you just don't handle truck cases, you're not aware of, and you're not allowed to, you're not even aware of documents that you get, whether it's, again, hours of service, whether... Who's brokering the loan? Is there a responsible company that maybe negligently or carelessly hired a company that had a dangerous track record? 
there's potential recovery from other responsible parties that if you're not in the loop, you're not familiar with the subtleties of, of Trump litigation, you might not be able to help your clients and help a family get the proper recovery. There's just a lot of good reasons to get someone who, whether it's our firm or another firm, who's handling this day in, day out. Okay. Talk a little bit about um, some of the things that you've learned from from growing your firm, founding your firm and growing your firm over the years, because you're you're in an area of practice where, uh, you know, I, I said it before, you don't get paid unless you get a recovery, get a settlement or win in court for your clients. So you always have to be out there you know, making sure that people know that you handle these types of cases. Give us a couple of things that you've learned about growing your firm over the years. Well, to me, no matter how much we think about it and learn and the subtleties, it's all about relationships. It's all about when you get a a potential referring lawyer, being honest and building that relationship. That's been the bottom line for us. And being 100% honest, if a lawyer calls us up, we got a call yesterday on a case outside our our practice area, we were very upfront. We said, sounds like a great case. We're not the best firm. Um, because I think down the road, being 100% candid with referring lawyers and others uh, is the right way to go. It helps the client. It builds that relationship. And also, just keeping in touch and letting lawyers know what we do. And uh, we do that in a lot of ways, whether it's just telling stories Staying top of mind with email blasts or social media, or uh, we do a lot of public speaking. I'm probably on the road two or three times a month speaking at uh, traveler conferences to get the word out. To one, teach. We love teaching and spreading the uh, knowledge of all the things we've learned, uh, teaching fellow travelers, and also keeping top of mind and, and getting our name out there. Okay, so what are some of the questions when you're when you do these speaking engagements? And so, yeah, I'm sure sometimes you speak in front of people who don't do what you do. What questions do people ask you? What are what are people curious about when it comes to the your area of practice? When it comes to personal injury or truck cases? Well, there's one question I'm asked by fellow travelers constantly. Um, they know we help with other whether it's attorneys in town or nationally. We help with uh, trial strategy and focus groups. We probably do 50 focus groups and consulting for other trial lawyers throughout the country a year. So the question I'm asked is what makes these top lawyers so good? Why do they get the best results? Um, I'm asked that question five times a week. Wow. Okay. So what is it? Well, I thought about it a lot. Um, It's a few things. The best lawyers I work with, are always trying to improve. They're learning. And there's some lawyers in town who are the best in their profession for decades. They're always trying to improve. It's reading, it's testing, it's trying new things, it's experimenting, it's asking others, hey, you got a great result. Um, I, you know, we had a nice result and a lawyer from Wyoming called me out of the blue and said, tell me what you did. And that's a lawyer who's in his 70s, who's been a trial lawyer for decades, I was so honored that he called me. He wanted to know how I did it. Um, so one, always constant improvement. And that's one of the things we, we have a culture. We're always trying to read and go to seminars and teach and always try to get better. Secondly, be yourself. Uh, we see a lot of lawyers we, we consult and help who you can tell they're trying to be 
someone they've sought a seminar or they saw a trial. It's not authentic. It doesn't appear honest and it doesn't resonate. They're trying to be themselves. Be yourself. Um, the example I use, we did a focus group two weeks in a row for two partners at a law firm here in town. One is sort of taller, articulate, looks like a movie star. He was himself and it resonated. The other lawyer was more blunt, shorter, uh, not as maybe articulate, but both effective. Both had their own style. They were honest with themselves. They were just being who they were. Uh, and those, I think, are two traits. Maybe it resonates with trial lawyers and throughout any profession, improvement in being yourself and then uh, honesty, authenticity. Uh, I think those three things, again, certainly as trial lawyers, probably for every profession, uh, you'll get to the top by always trying to strive and get better. Okay. So you're, so you have like a, a, you also have like a niche where you help other lawyers who are going to present in front of juries. Do you also, do you help them with the presentation strategy and jury selection or are is your focus more on the presentation strategy and connecting with them once they're impaneled? Sure. It's a little bit of both. I mean, we, uh, like for instance, we did a focus group here in Chicago and we're trying to figure out the best way to present the case, what the best metaphors, stories, what facts to emphasize, de-emphasize, how to frame the case. By definition, we're trying to find out what would resonate with certain type of jurors. And we get demographic information to see what might uh, be more persuasive for a certain type of juror as opposed to another. Uh, we have one coming up in Washington, D.C. I've hopped on a plane tomorrow to help some lawyers in, in uh, Washington. Same thing. Jury selection, help them figure out what the best juror for their case is, and also the best story to get to the truth, the best way to frame their case. Um, so a little bit of both. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that process, you know, because I've seen I've seen that process from both sides. I've, I've sat in a courtroom when my clients have had a case that where they had to go uh, in front of a jury. And then I've also had I, I had the I guess in my business, I would call it the good fortune of having federal jury duty. Most people try to avoid jury duty. I was actually excited when I got it because I wanted to I wanted to experience it so that I, you know, so that I could have conversations with my clients about it. That to me, it seems like you're for you, for people who do what you do, you want people who are smart, people who will listen, people who will be able to understand what you're saying and disseminate the facts. And then I think you want, and tell me if I'm wrong here, you want maybe one or two people who can persuade others but then you want everybody else to be persuadable, right? Is that what you're, is that what you're kind of looking for when you're picking a jury? You hit the nail on the head, all those things. I mean, I, I don't like stereotypes. Um, some uh, lawyers do. A certain type of juror is going to give money to plaintiffs. A certain type of juror isn't. I think that goes out the window based on the facts of the case, based on presentation, based on how you resonate and your rapport with the jury. But I want smart jurors. I don't want someone just... Who, uh, well, especially who when you're phone. when you're going over like medical information, you need people who can comprehend what you're talking about. I mean, you can make it as simple as possible, but some stuff is just you gotta you gotta pay attention and you gotta really have the ability to grasp it. It's hard. Exactly. Some things are not by definition simple. We always try to make it understandable with stories and examples and emphasizing facts. 
but some of it's subtle. Some of the truck regulations can be a little bit complex. And I want a juror smart enough to understand it, maybe persuade others. Here in Illinois, unlike some states, it's 12-0. We have to win all 12 unanimously. It's not the easiest format in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, we like smart folks on jurors and uh, on juries. And uh, I, I'm just not a big fan of, oh, we can just persuade anybody of anything because we want jurors who aren't that smart. I want someone who's going to be engaged, who has some intellect and, and intelligence. They don't have to have PhDs, but I like someone who's got some street smarts and maybe someone who uh, is just intuitively bright and will understand that what we're presenting to them is the truth versus uh, the insurance company, corporate lawyers and, and what they're trying to sell. Um, talk to the other lawyers who are out there now who, who have cases in front of the court or in front of a jury and, and, and talk to them about likability, even if they're doing a bench trial or they're arguing a motion in front of a judge. How important do you think likability is that the, you have to make a connection with the person that or the people that you're making an argument to? I think likability and your honesty and your credibility are key. I mean, who are you going to who do you believe in your day to day life? Someone who you don't like, who you think maybe isn't telling you the truth. The old stereotype of a car salesman. I mean, you're gonna, you're just not going to get those close calls if you're not credible. You're not likable. So you can be likable, you can be credible, and be firm, represent your client, and uh, disagree with the other side. It doesn't mean you have to be a jerk. Sometimes uh, one of the lessons young lawyers need to make is or, or learn is when not to talk. Like if you see your opponent going over the line, maybe not being as uh, credible and honest as, as they could, and unlikable, let them talk. And you, that's your cue. Sit back and let them turn off the judge, turn off the jury, be quiet. Let them win the case for you. Yeah, no, that's a great point. All right, Ken, I want you to take a minute now and think of three things people should take away from our time together. Three key points that you want people to remember from our time together. While you're thinking about that, I'm going to remind folks that we're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. Once again, these are the folks you can call if you have a complex issue and you need someone to help you break it down. Now, I'm going to give you an example, something that Ken mentioned here that Sandrowski often helps with. If you have a case and let's say it's a it's a complex commercial litigation matter and there are finances involved, you need an expert that can take that financial information and break it down in a way that's really easy to understand. Judges oftentimes didn't go to business school, right? Members of the jury, they didn't go to business school. So if you've got an accounting firm that comes in and they have to do what's called uh, forensic accounting, they have to do an audit, they dig deep and find where the information was buried, they find information that is the proverbial smoking gun, but then it's really complex and they don't do a good job explaining it to the judge or to the jury, they're not going to get the outcome they want. So if you're a lawyer and you're thinking about bringing in an accounting firm to analyze the forensic accounting or to analyze the, the financial statements that you're dealing with, make sure you bring in a firm that has experts that are really good at breaking down complex accounting into simple, easy to digest, 
sound bites, and they can explain it in a way that will resonate with people. The reason I like Sandrowski for this is because the gentleman who heads up this area for them, his name is John Alfonsi, and he's a college professor. So he's really good at explaining hard things and making them easy to understand. And he makes sure that everybody that works with him can do the same thing. So if you find yourself in that situation where you have complex financial information and you have to explain it, Um, and you need someone to help you do that, give Sandrowski a call. You can reach them at 866-717-1607, Sandrowski Corporate Advisors, they're a CPA firm with a different perspective. We're speaking with Ken Levinson. He handles really difficult truck cases, truck accident cases. If you or someone you know has been hurt in in an accident on the highway, I want you to give them a call, 312-376-3812, 312-376-3812. All right, Ken, what are three things the folks who are listening, the folks who are watching should take away from our time together today? Good question. Um, The first one, it's all about relationships. It's about building honest, caring, uh, trust-based relationships. And by the way, it's not about us, it's about them, it's about the audience. So a relationship, I don't mean going to a bar association function, getting like old school 30 business cards and putting them in your system and wow, I met 30, it's not about the number, it's about building, I'd rather go to, when I was young, Lori did that, made a lot of mistakes. To me, if I go to a bar association function, and meet one or two lawyers that we can have lunch and I can learn about their practice and their family and their life and how I can be of help, that's key. Relationships too. For us, it's about constant improvement learning. Um, it's like Sisyphus, we'll never get there. We're putting that rock up that, that mountain, that hill. But just trying to improve, whether it's reading, podcasts like Dave's, just trying to get better and always tweaking, improving and learning and rethinking, that's been the best way we've um, handled our clients' cases and also improved our firm. And I guess the third thing is, uh, God forbid you or someone you know is in a crash, if you have a lawyer, have them call me. If you're a lawyer, if you need help with a major truck crash, call me. I'll talk to you for an hour, two hours. I'll take you to lunch. I'll help you help your client. Free of charge. I'm here to help. We're all in this together. Any paperwork, documents, discovery, questions for depositions, anything you need, I'm here for you. There's a lot of good information out there and we have a a philosophy of of abundance that we're in this together, we can help. We're not trying to get all the cases. There's great lawyers in town that we can assist with um, and we're here. Call us anytime and we're happy to help. All right. If you want to reach out to Ken, you can call 312-376-3812. 312-376-3812. Ken Levinson, it was great having you on. Thanks so much for sharing all that great information with us. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Keep up the great work. I love listening to all your articulate, insightful, fantastic guests. And keep it up. Can you get more podcast guests on? I mean, can you get like five a day, please? I'm doing the best I can. Ken. I got to sleep sometime. Thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it, folks. Reach out to Ken Levinson. If you have any questions about anything you heard today, you can call him at 312-376-3812. 312-376-3812. That'll do it for this episode of the Inside BS Show. We'll be back here again tomorrow with another great interview for you. Until then, my name is Dave Lorenzo. I hope you make a great living and live a great life.